Hello, everybody. This is Tim Tack for the Duck Logic Comedy Half Hour. Today, I'm talking to Ruben Quest, founder of the business service firm Office Rescue. He's going to tell us about the strategies his team has put together to bring people back to the office in this post-pandemic world. Hi. So, Ruben, how do we get people to come back to the office in this post-pandemic world? Well, Tim, we try to make the office environment as close to the working-at-home experience as possible. Every office has half-finished takeout food containers and drinks dripping on all the horizontal surfaces, and we have piles of dirty clothes strewn across the carpeting. Sounds familiar. Also, we supply trained children who will constantly interrupt you, asking if the pandemic is over yet as well as older children who will ask for the car keys or your credit card for online purchases. Then there's an in-house staff of trained professional neighbors who come to the door to borrow items that will never be returned, and also deliveries that will come to the door with addresses that don't make any sense. Returnees will also get a pair of binoculars to keep an eye on the neighborhood, so you can chart the comings and goings of all your neighbors. Boy, you've covered about everything, but isn't this expensive for businesses? Well, you know it's cheaper than giving out raises. Right you are, Ruben. Well, that's it for this bit. Goodbye, everybody. Your ears are about to be filled with the Duck Logic Comedy Half Hour. 28 minutes or so of sketch comedy, songs, and whatnot pulled from the audio vaults of Duck Logic, a Chicago improv group that produced a two-hour comedy show called The Cavalcade on WLUP AM 1000 Radio in Chicago, plus new things thrown in for good measure. So kick back and enjoy a wacky walk down Comedy Street with Duck Logic, because they're a bunch of comedy schlubs. Just a bunch of comedy schlubs Whacking funny bones with a comedy club Those dopey mental cut-up comedy schlubs Welcome to How Famous Are You? A show about famous people. I'm Franklin Quinlan, former spokesman for Pontiac and now a famous talk show host. On my panel tonight are a very close circle of my close and personal famous friends. I know you'll recognize these names. First, I'll start on my right and go clockwise so no one feels bad, huh? <laughs> I'd like to welcome my famous personal friend, a famous football star and favorite Chicago Bear. He's the best, Jimmy Blankfield. Oh, yeah. Stop it, Frank. You know, I told you last night at the limelight, it would embarrass me on the air like this. <laughs> okay. I, I can't take okay, it. Okay, Jimbo. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Next, I'd like to introduce a famous newscaster who's read stories about President Reagan, Henry Kissinger, Margaret Thatcher, Meryl Streep, you name it, she's told you about it on TV, Ms. Lorraine Beasley. Hello, Lorraine. Hi, Frank. Hey, did you try that throat remedy I gave you at the limelight last night? The quail egg and infertile no. bee honey? Yes, I did. <laughs> you can tell. Oh. <laughs> and sitting next to Lorraine is no stranger to the airwaves. He's a very famous, wacky, drive-time DJ whose new comedy album, I'm Nutty, How About You, has just gone platinum. Of course, I'm talking about Biff Thomas. Thanks, Frank. I didn't get invited to the limelight last night. You were too. Hey, we told you about the... Uh... No way. <laughs> I know. I couldn't make it. I was at the premiere of that Coppola, Spielberg, Reiner, Stallone picture that's opening next month in France. I was Oprah's date. Hey, someone had to drive Reagan to the theater. You missed a great party. Uh, how was the film, Biff? <laughs> but the party after? <laughs> Yeesh. <laughs> well, it's pretty good. Finally, someone new to the show. It says here he's a statesman, civil rights leader, and Nobel Prize winner. I'd like to welcome for the first time here on How Famous Are You, Reverend Desmond Tutu. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Uh, well, you know, our topic today, as always, is what's it like to be famous? So, uh, Mr. Tutu, you're a reverend? 
Yes, Franklin, I am. Um, are, are you famous? My work is known throughout the world. Oh, yeah? You got an exercise video out or something? No, I'm afraid I don't. Uh, my work deals with the apartheid in South Africa, where our fellow human beings are forced to live like dogs. They are forced against their wills. Gosh, I know what you mean, you know? I was forced just the other day to give up my regular table at the pump room because it's wheelchair accessible. Jeez, I hate that, because my regular table is off, you know, to the side, because when I'm out... I just want to be left alone to eat my meal in peace without a lot of people coming up to me. Oh, I, I'm always getting mobbed. Uh, they, they want an autograph and they want to talk. Hey, don't I know you, they say, or, or do you really drive a Pontiac? <laughs> I'm telling you, those commercials, they were a blessing and a curse. Yeah, it's tough being famous, huh, Frank? You said it. I mean, you like being well-known, but then people recognize you all the time. Everyone's always trying to give me free stuff. You know, they send it to me at the station. I can't figure out what to do with all the food, the beer, the TVs, the stereos, the drugs. Well, I, I've started renting the house next door just so I can keep all the free stuff I get. In my country, the government tells you what house you live in and what schools you can attend. Forget school, man. I tried taking some night classes so I could get my MBA. The other students wouldn't leave me alone. Uh, the teacher wouldn't treat me like the others, you know. She'd give me all the answers to the test. She wanted to sleep with me. I mean, why? Because you're <laughs> famous. It's the same with women. You wake up next to some woman. Or women. Or women in the morning. Maybe you met her at the limelight or the Super Bowl or an inauguration. It doesn't matter. She's a famous movie star or a famous fashion model or a famous ballerina. You still never know if she slept with you just because you're famous or if she likes you. Or if she likes the fact that you're famous. God, I never thought of that one. Ooh, that bugs me. You know, the worst is when you're out with someone who isn't quite as famous as you are. Oh, that can be rough. Mm. You know people like that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, well, listen, it was Sandra Bolt, the famous fashion designer. Oh, I'm wearing her cologne. Yeah, of course, she's famous. But last week we were at her show, the opening of her new fall line. Oh, at the limelight? Mm-hmm, at the limelight. And someone came up to me, I, I think it was a bartender. She told me how much she loved me on the news. And then she turned to Sandra and complimented her on the dress she was wearing asking her where she got it. I mean, she recognized the dress. But where'd you get it? Jeez! Sandra designed it, right? Of course! But imagine people adoring your work and not you. She thought Sandra was just a lady who bought it in a store like everyone else. Mm, it's sad. Frustrating. Hey, you know what's really frustrating? It's stepping one foot off of a train or a plane or a limo or something and getting swamped by fans. One second, you're minding your own business coming in from New York or Cannes or the Betty Ford Clinic. The next minute, you can't move because everyone wants to tell you how much they love you. Shit! That really bugs me. Oh, it burns me. That happens all the time to me in my homeland. Excuse me? Yes, I will come to a town on a train or an open jeep to talk of the plight of my people. And when the vehicle has come to a stop, the townspeople surround me and push and push. Really? And... Don't you hate that? Well, it's just... I knew it. I knew it. Hey, you're all right, Rev. Can I call you Desi? Huh? Well, I guess you... You should come out with me sometime when the Stones are in town. Oh, backstage passes. Really? <laughs> Do you know the Pope? Well, I met him once when he was... Uh, Nobel Prize? Is, is that like the America's Cup? Well, no, actually. Well, that's all the time we have for How Famous Are You? Good night, and remember, if you think you're famous, but you don't know us, then you're not. <laughs> Good night. Why do we need people? 
Manuel Noriega might not be the most popular guy in the world, but don't tell the chicks in Colombia, because they're busting out of their string bikinis just trying to get the attention of the grooviest dictator this side of Gaddafi in the teen hit, Where the Drugs Are. You'll laugh when Manny Moons Miami and Tina, Terry, and Tammy think it's an eclipse. Yes, Where the Drugs Are is the newest drug smuggling beach spectacular from the makers of Crack Addicts A Go-Go and Cartel Campfire. Where the Drugs Are, starring Edward James Almost as the general. Just say yes to hilarity. What if I said to you guys, Dan Hamilton, Joe Frank Carollo, and Tommy Reynolds? Huh? Who is that? Well, didn't, didn't they write? Wait, 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 wait. Wait a minute. Ladies and gentlemen. Hamilton, Frank, and Reynolds. Hamilton, Joe Frank, and Reynolds, my friend. It's Hamilton, and then Joe Frank is the guy's first and middle name, and then Reynolds is the last name. It was very weird to learn that that's what, who Hamilton, Joe Frank, and Reynolds were. Don't pull your love. Yeah, don't pull your love out on me, baby. Like Eliota Haynes and Jeremiah? Yeah. Yeah, there's another tri- trio that goes down in infamy. Well, they're like, they were like Southern Illinois boys, Carbondale boys. Eliota. Yeah. Uh, Hamilton, Joe Frank, and Reynolds had a second hit. hit. It was... Um, I think it was like, it's it's got to be a Yacht Rock type. Wait, let me think about this. Falling in love, falling in love again. Then that, 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 that song? That was a huge hit, yeah. They were a big influence on Sinead O'Connor. Oh, pff, yeah, I bet. <laughs> well, who isn't? Exactly. Dan Hamilton died like like fairly young of a heart attack. Was like in his 40s? Yeah, like 40-something, 40 40, mid-40s. Thank God their career was well over by then. Someone wrote a book about rock stars and how once you hit 30, it's over. Bob Geldof, he was talking to, and Bob Geldof says, it's, I'm 30 years old and I can't book a concert. He said, what kind of business is this? If you're smart, you take your money, you put it in some, like, buy Apple stock in 1964, and then you just go away, and you go have a happy little life. <laughs> go ahead and make your big score, and then you're gone. Who's the singer from 10,000 Maniacs? Natalie Merchant. Yeah, Natalie Merchant. Yeah, she lives on a farm now. And she says, I guess I could get the gears rolling again, but there's so much work, and no, I'm going to stay on the farm. I guess that's why they're so quick to sell their songs to, like, drug companies and stuff. You know, like, oh, 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 Zampic. My phone is ringing. Oh, you better get that, Jim. Your agent. Uh, you know what it is? It's Clear Insights, which is, I think, a, a polling place. What we're missing in our top 40 world today, as far as the big hits, is we are missing spoken word pieces. Rod McEwen sold 60 million books and 100 million albums. And what happened? Wow. What happened to our poet laureate? Yeah, so it's, it's like Jean, Jean. Does anyone remember Rod McEwen's song? Yes, I have a cassette of Rod McEwen. I b- bet you do. Poetry. What, is the, the cake out in the rain? Didn't he do like Jean, Jean, roses are red. And he had that like crappy ass like horse voice or whatever. He didn't do. He um, always wore turtle. I don't think he wrote it. Someone left the cake out in the rain, isn't that Rob McEwen? No, that's 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 um Richard Harris. That's I'm sorry, did I say Richard Harris? Really? But he he didn't write it though. No, it's Jimmy Webb. And whenever you hear Jimmy Jim Webb talk about that song, it's like so matter of fact. It's like yeah, you know, it's a, at the time going through some different things, and I thought about the things you take for granted in life. Yeah, like a cake. 
out in the rain. <laughs> you got him started again. Tim's on about the cake again. I thought maybe I'm a cake and like it's rainy outside. Or it taught me that you never really should leave any kind of baked goods outside in, in any kind of weather, really. Snow, rain, microburst. That's the doy moment. Donuts are death in the rain. Someone left the crawler in the microburst. Come on. <laughs> That's tragic. It was he did he does talk about that. Uh, you know when they do the the extended box set extended version Jim yeah. Webb, but it's just that song. <laughs> yeah. 68 times. He does the French version which is beignets. Mm. Yeah. Beignets uh, in uh, the rain. Serge Gainsbourg. Yes. Mm -hmm. Obscure reference. I don't know if you've ever heard it. It's a rare cut, but uh, Tom Skilling from the WGN Weather Superstation, he does a, a version of <laughs> leaving the cake out in the rain. It goes on a really he long should. take. He describes the lay, the rain and the occluded front that comes in <laughs> and high pressure system and a little bit about well, the I cake. I got to tell you, there's a cake out there. And here's a few pictures from people out there in Skokie. Here's a picture from Valerie. And here's a cake out in the rain. Look at her. She left that cake right there on her porch. Isn't that amazing? It amazes me what people do with their cakes. He's our local weatherman. I think he's a... I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not taking it. It took someone a gosh darn long time to make it. Mary Kettleberg out there in, uh, you know, uh, Winnebago <laughs> County uh, sends us a pumpkin pie and, a, and it's melted all over the place. Gosh darn it, I told that bitch not to put that thing in the rain, but nobody listens to Tom anymore. You know what? Somebody's going to have to bring the whip down like Mick Jagger said. Thank you. <laughs> For you people who don't know Tim Sk uh, Tom Skilling, that's a really good impression of Tom Skilling. He's this weatherman that didn't he, his brother or something ended up integral in the uh, Enron. Yes, he was Enron. Enron's camp. Enron, Excellent. right? Yeah. Jeff Skilling. Yeah, yeah. Tom said he used to be the black sheep in the family, but he's under that. He's out from under that cloud now. And I thought he went. I thought he retired, and then I just saw him the other day, and they, he goes on like ten minutes about weather and this and that, and he has all these <laughs> maps of like various dew points and. <laughs> It's overstimulating. Oh, There's man. everywhere. I thought, God, are you done yet? What do, I don't want to know about the pollen count and the thing and the... Okay, thanks. I just picture the news anchors getting up and they go outside on the fire escape and they're smoking it, you know, waiting for time. Oh, yeah, Skilling's got another yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. Here's a picture of a riding pumpkin from Max Kabrkerman. <laughs> Yeah, he's uh, he lives out there in a, a shtetl, and uh, let me tell you something. Boy, he's uh, got a great picture here, and it, what it looks like is a bunch of children in the corner out there, and they murdered probably 20% of the population in that area. And I, I have a map showing what that murder looked like. And he's back to the, I got a map. <laughs> We're sending this to your acting teacher. I just want them one time in the background while they're doing the news to just slowly walk by <laughs> like a map. I thought you meant like back behind the projection screen that's showing the yeah. cityscape and he's just sort of back there. Yeah, like, well, that cityscape's nice, but geez. Okay, thanks. I'm Hamilton. I'm Joe Frank. And I'm Reynolds. Call, Call us on, on the Hamilton, Hamilton.
Hamilton, Joe, Frank, and Reynolds Hotline. And find out what we're up to. Tonight we're playing Shakey's Pizza in Evansville, Indiana. With Bill Norris and his chorus of clues. A dinner mystery show made up entirely of balloon animals and ham puppets. We take the stage at 8.30 and leave the stage at 9. Hope to hear from you soon on the hotline, so call 976-HAS-BEEN where we answer your calls live. Thanks to poor management and lots of time on our hands. Water is a clear beverage drink. It comes from a well or a faucet in your sink. Hot or cold for the young and old, it's the hydrogen-oxygen link. The next time you're at a restaurant, the very first thing that you'll want to try is a cold, clear glass from the liquid glass It gets you wet when you're dry Water, water, drink some, won't you now? Water, water, everyone uses it somehow Water, water, keeps you in condition Cleans you when you're grungy Puts you in position Make new friends around the local game. Just pull out the hose, what do you suppose? It's a water drinking bang. Sometimes water fills your basement. Throw the rugs out for replacement. If it's smelly, hold your nose. Don't forget to wash your clothes with water, water. Drink some, won't you now? Water, water, everyone uses it somehow. One more time, please. Water, water, drink some, won't you now? Water, water, everyone uses it somehow. Here's another tape from our Armstrong Mutual Cigar Hour Magic Moments Vault. Any bright ideas about taping this and selling it to people will result in you and your loved ones getting a shiner. So let's enjoy a favorite program from 1942. Ned Kink, Chiropractor Detective. A lot of good that's gonna do me, Mahoney. <laughs> Get me a smoking jacket and some muscatel. I'm afraid this one's as stiff as a table tip at the Ritz. You mean he's... That's right, Mahoney. He's stiff, just like I told you. Stampers, the jeans without the seam, and seemingly nothing else to attract buyers, presents Ned Kink, Chiropractor Detective. If you recall our last episode, Ned and Mahoney were giving a rubdown to Police Chief Harrington when the phone rang kinda sudden-like. Kink? Yeah, this is Ned Kink, Chiropractor Detective. What seems to be the problem? Kink, this is Danielson down at the 48th. I'm afraid we got a live one down at Homicide. Live one down at Homicide? Isn't that a contradiction in terms, Danielson? Besides, I don't handle live ones. Send him to Boyle Pusile, police dermatologist. Maybe he can squeeze a confession out of him that would pop the whole mess wide open. Right, Kink, I get ya. Don't want to play around with the boys at Homicide. Well, listen, Kink. This guy's got a neck brace and he won't eat without a straw, so if you think you're doing us a favor by pursuing your doctorate in chiropractology, you can just forget it. Heck, you ain't so bad. There's plenty of other galoots in a monkey show with a drool cloth who are every bit as good as you. 
Plus, we can always hire out! That tears it, Danielson! You can put down my profession, slander my credentials, but you've gone over the line when you hire out! Working with people's bones and muscle structures isn't the kind of thing any normal gumshoe should fool around with! I'll be down with my assistant and some tools as soon as I have an opening. Let's see, um, how's 2.30 sound? No, I got a meeting then. Uh, 3 o'clock? No, that's no good. 3.30. Warm, getting hotter. All right, 4 o'clock, but that's my last offer. Red hot, burning on fire. Oh, before I forget, he's arthritic. Arthritic? Why didn't you say so? Crying out loud, or we'll be down right now. What about 4 o'clock? Well, what about it? You mean you already forgot? We have an appointment at 4 o'clock. You aren't going to make that appointment, are you? No, I'm coming down right now to take care of what I was going to take care of at 4 o'clock. Okay, but I think you shouldn't tell somebody you're going to be someplace at some time if you're not going to be there at all. But I am going to be there. No, no I'm coming not. down right now. No, no, oh, you're not. Hang up the phone. It was a real long show last week, wasn't it? This week, we don't pussyfoot around. Ned gets right to the point and to the action. Hey, he's all crippled up. I guess we do have a problem here. What's his name, Danielson? Kid says he doesn't have a name. Checked his things and he don't got no papers either. Probably some orphan thrown out into the streets or something like that. Well, no wonder he's having problems with his vertebrae and muscle functions. Playing in the streets like that can be dangerous. Mahoney! Mahoney, where's that little weasel at? Sir, you call me a weasel. For lack of a better term, yes, Mahoney. Give this man a towel and send him upstairs. You want me to rub him down before you work on boss? No, <laughs> no, no. There's already been too many rubs to this case. Oh, and shave his back. There's nothing I hate worse than back hair. Boy, did the great nerve relaxer in the sky blow it when he invented back hair. Ugh. What seemed to be only seconds later... I'll shave them powder with talcum. The rest is up to you, boss. <clears throat> Uh, oh, Lord, he's mighty stiff. He's mighty stiff. Oh, uh, I hope I can loosen his lower abdomen enough to get a confession out of this joke. Oh, oh gosh, somebody mighty clever must have put him up to this. Three shakes of a lamb's tail later. Come clean, kid, or I'll crack a few more ribs. Ouch! Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I'll talk. Ah, just leave my ribs alone. Look, it's like this, see? I hadn't been exercising in years, and all of a sudden I was feeling my tibula go on me, you know? And, and at the same time, I was getting sharp pains in my back, so I decided to go to a masseuse, because I, I didn't want the heat to come down on me, you know? The I mean? heat? You think I'm going to fall for that old story with the arch support my shoes have? Guess again, Charles Atlas. Okay, 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 let go of my vertebrae. Uh, but but rub down a little bit on my left shoulder blade. How about blade, right man. here? Yeah, no, a little lower. Oh, a little down here? Uh, to, the, to the right, to the right. How's that yeah, 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 perfect, right. perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But keep talking, keep talking. Okay, okay. I, well, I was destitute, you know, down to my last penny. I couldn't afford a weight set, so I guess I let my health go. And I'm afraid my wife went right along with me. Uh, she was like a jellyfish, you know, all soft in the middle. Uh, I had to do it, Kink. Don't you understand? Uh, she was all soft in the middle. All soft in the middle. She was also mighty stiff. But having no money is no excuse to let your body go to H.E. Double Toothpicks. Try calisthenics, uh, or at least go to a good chiropractor once a year to get rid of any cramps you might have from undue stress or sitting the wrong way in your car. 
I think you'll thank me for that last bit of advice. Oh, gosh, I'm already thankful, Kink. So I guess it's down the river for me, huh? Nope, this is hardly a homicide. Heck, you're too young to serve time. We'll just send you to a muscle coordination home where you'll have to take an adaptive PE for quite a stretch. A adaptive PE? Can't you send me to the big house? You'll get used to it. Maybe the next time you'll think twice about your daily exercise program. Oh, no, please, not adaptive PE. Don't forget, daily exercise helps you fit into Stamper's jeans. The jeans that people put on one leg at a time, until both legs are covered. I'm Jack Sciatic Knife. Join us next week for more therapeutic thrills on Ned Kink. Chiropractor Detective. That was taken from the Armstrong Mutual Cigar Hour Magic Moments Vault. Ned Kink Chiropractor Detective is from the year 1942. We're not going to do this on a regular basis either unless somebody cleans up the vault down in the basement. There's like toads and it's moldy. It's disgusting. Uh, anyway, we hope you enjoyed our little trip down memory lane. Now wake up and get with the rest of the program because they've got some really funny ideas and I don't have to get dust up my nose and swallow cobwebs to get this stuff. Hi, we're back here live in the studio. I'm Walter. And I'm David. Yeah, and you're listening to the Duck Logic Comedy Cavalcade on AM1000. And not only that, you're listening to the Duck Logic Radio Sales Network. <laughs> number two right. for this evening. That's right, Dave. Hey, yeah. we've been getting a lot of calls for the uh, computerized condom that we sold earlier in the show, so keep, keep them coming. Yeah, batteries are included, so uh, just keep <laughs> calling. Right now, we got another item coming up. You ready, hey, Dave? Walt, you want to tell us what it is? Okay, this one-of-a-kind item is perfect for any home. It's a beautiful, well-made product from one of the best manufacturers in the United States. It's alcohol sticks. Alcohol sticks? That's right, that's by Smirnoff. I've read about those. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, if you could find these in a liquor store, which uh, I don't think they're out yet, you'd pay as much as $30 for a six-pack of these alcohol sticks. But right here on the Duck Logic Radio Sales Network, you pay only $14.95. $14.95 for a one-of-a-kind item that simply can't be found anywhere. You get anywhere. six items, actually. Six, it's a six-pack of alcohol ah, sticks. Yes. A six, assorted six-pack of alcohol yes. sticks. Yes, by uh, Smirnoff, the vodka people. They, they branched out. It's all sorts of different kind of alcohol. You have to you know, specify when you call if you want uh, vodka or uh, scotch or you name it. Or beer. 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 Sure, whatever. Beer, wine, 2020. And these are sticks. These are not These are not liquid. I don't know if you remember when you were a kid. I remember when I was a kid, the space food sticks were a really popular item. Yes. This is very much like the space food stick. It comes in about a seven and a half inch long cylindrical tube, and it's solid. It's wonderful for taking to games. It's wonderful for driving around with nobody's going to know. Or be the wiser. They'll think you're chewing on a Slim Jim or maybe a space food stick you had stuffed in your <laughs> trunk or something. Well, all the while, you'll be getting plowed into the ground. <laughs> That's right. A lot of times, uh, they look like a fine cigar in a little, little case in your pocket. Or uh, if you, you can put a little clip on them, they could double as a pen or something like that. And hey, no matter how tanked you get, they never spill. They never spill, and there's no waste. Fourteen ninety-five. And $14 I tell you what, if you send in right now, not we'll take off the $5. And I'm feeling completely nuts. Uh -oh. I'm feeling uh -oh. crazy. You know uh -oh. what happens when he Dave feels crazy. Time. <laughs> I'm going to give you a double set for the same low, low price Whoa. of $14.95. Pick a pair. That's for second-time buyers only. Pick a pair of six-packs. <laughs> <laughs> Alcohol sticks. That's right. You know, they have a red wine that comes with its own little, the top of it's like a little bread stick. The top's a bread stick, and so that's that's quite nice for you. For you of Italian persuasion, if you're having a red meat with dinner, you have a little alcohol stick before. What the heck? I have a martini uh, alcohol stick, and it's got little pieces of pimento and olive oil. It's got an it. olive in it, it's of very course. Nice, that's very, very nice. nice. For the businessman, for the yuppie, <laughs> a little uh, martini alcohol stick. It's great for... 
people driving, soccer games. Makes an excellent gift. Makes a wonderful gift. Yeah. In fact, I am, I'm feeling so absolute. This is, I'm, oh, I did, oh no, here we go. Something about, I must have had too many of the alcohol sticks myself. We're <laughs> going to throw in an entire case of those nutty little cartoon napkins you find at bars ah. for everybody that calls in in the next five minutes. Oh, the ones where the guy's getting beat by his wife with a rolling pin on his head. <laughs> yeah, those are crazy. I saw some of those. Those are nutty. The great thing about alcohol sticks is you're not always going to the bathroom every two minutes. You know how that happens? And you can't spill them on your shirt. And what, I mean, name name the problems with liquid liquor, you know, uh, keeping them in a glass. They stain. You name it. They you simply stain. It. Well, oh, we got about 20 seconds left here on the Alcohol Sticks by Smirnoff. Keep calling. Keep calling. Call 591-WLUP. $14.95 for a six-pack of Alcohol Sticks. Give one to a friend and tell him to sticks it. <laughs> Alcohol Sticks. Gary Dotson, no fair calling anymore. <laughs> yeah, one per customer. See you later. Well, there you have it, the Duck Logic Comedy Half Hour, show number 68. Featuring in alphabetical order, David Dunlosky, Walter Mitchka, James F. Russell, and that lovable lug, Tim Thomas. Tell your friends, the ones you can still trust, about the Comedy Half Hour and subscribe already. Check us out on Facebook and other social media as part of your daily surfing routine. We have a website. Everyone has a website. I, in fact, have two websites. Our website is ducklogiccomedy.com. Portions of this podcast were previously broadcast on radios as far as Texas, at night when the skies were clear, under the copyright of Duck Logic Limited and the licenses of WLUP AM and FM in Chicago. Great googly moogly.